Clock's ticking, ghost. God, you're the worst. So this is a little odd. Uh, we haven't had to do this before. We've also never put out an episode this late before. Um, so I guess... I'm uh, sorry! Chris <laughs> is guess, apologizing because he wants to make sure he can still be on again sometime in the future. Yeah, uh, I guess I, I, to explain what happened, we recorded uh, an episode that got broken into two. Um, and for some reason, the first half disappeared. So. Um, what we're going to do okay, is using air quotes around disappeared. Everyone say exactly what you said the first time. You ready? Right. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, uh, the episode's going to start in a weird way. It's going to seem like we're starting in the middle of a conversation because we are, uh, unfortunately. Um, but I, I think it's a, there's still some good stuff there and, and it's worth putting out. And uh, we had our friend Chris on the show. Chris, say hello. How, how do y'all, you motherfuckers? There you go. <laughs> That's how we do it. Um, and uh, we were discussing um, the, uh, the rating system and, and its effects on, uh, in particular, its effects on the genre over the years and how those have changed and, and how things have evolved. And um, it's a shame. Uh, the, the real... I think tragedy in this whole thing is that we've lost me talking about the film Santa Jaws. God damn it. You, I knew you were going <laughs> to find a way to put that in even after the fact. Fuck, I can't, I can't stand you sometimes, Rob. I swear. Ghost, I don't know why you cannot accept the fact I that can't. Rob the Cuck is fucking going <laughs> campaign for Santa Jaws is the best quality movie of all time. It, uh, is, you know uh, it is up there. I, I keep saying I'm I'm gonna get a, a for Christmas. You're gonna get a bucket, and it's just gonna have a bunch of fucking words in it. And I'm gonna watch. <laughs> I'm gonna send you a message. You're gonna have to pull words, and you're gonna find movies to watch and review them on the show. That's yeah. what's gonna happen. Well, yeah, I stumbled upon Santa Jaws the other night, and it was it was before Thanksgiving, so it was a little weird to be watching a Christmas movie. But I just couldn't resist. When you see a shark with a Santa hat on its fin, you know, you're like, all right, I gotta watch this. I'm okay. sorry. If you're watching fucking Santa films before fucking Thanksgiving, you are fucking everything wrong with this country. <laughs> Rob, I, Rob, I'm sorry. I can give you leeway for rubber. I can yeah. give you leeway for I rubber. I can't give him leeway But for when that. you're going for fucking Christmas sharks before Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, it, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to set you on fire. It's, um, it's an interesting movie. It's streaming now on Amazon Prime, so everybody should go check it out for the holidays to get in the spirit, you know. Um, and I don't remember anything else that we talked about before that, though. I was really laser focused on Santa Jaws. Yeah, you talked about how you watched Holiday. Oh yeah, I did watch Holiday. Yeah. That's terrible. Don't watch that. Yeah, I'm still mad that you watched that. I can't believe you actually watched that. Yeah, I didn't think you would. No, I said I was going to. Yeah, I really Before, didn't think you would, though. Yeah. Beyond you talking about Christmas shark movies and me talking about playing call of duty i don't think there was too much as far as news we missed out much on beyond uh 
I don't know if the uh, Robert England being in Stranger Things four. Oh yeah, going to be a thing, but yeah. yeah. There are some that there's oh, new video games that were coming out. The um the the big controversy that still seems to be going on Twitter is uh, the Scream movie is uh, not going to be called Scream Five. It's going to be called Scream, and people are pissed. Like I said, I'd rather that than them call it Scream, but with a five instead of an S. Yeah, I, I like Fuck the you, Ghost. My yeah. steel book, my steel book collection says. Fuck you, there needs to be one that's called Screen 5. <laughs> well, you know what? Just take a Sharpie to it and put 5 at the end. You'll, it's the same thing. I like the idea no, of a fuck movie. Fuck you! I like the idea of a movie called Five Cream. Uh, <laughs> mm, <laughs> um, five Cream. No, please I think don't. I have please that porno that DVD. Sounds, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that sounds really, really wrong. Take it back. We don't want it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh! I can I can say this joke again because it, it got cut out that they can call the sequel "Scream Kills" and "Scream Ends." Ha ha ha! Yeah, I got a bigger laugh the last time. You sons of bitches, no selling my humor. I'm a well, comedic yeah, genius. But at least, at least the first of those films won't be delayed a year by COVID. Yeah, well, we haven't gotten there yet. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I. I uh, I'm not convinced that uh, that this is all magically going to be uh, gone by in the year 2021. We will wait and see what happens. But uh, I, I'm not convinced this recording is not going to be be deleted. Or oh, I'm, oh, no! Trust me, I'm not either. <laughs> Zero We're confidence. Be this for a week. I yeah. mean, I I magically pulled episode 13, and it's the cursed episode. It is indeed the cursed episode. That's what we're titling this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, as long as um, things can stay to a point where the movie theaters here stay open, I am perfectly fine. And so far, so good. I'm just disappointed that they just didn't say fuck it and just said, let's release it digitally and we'll just go full force on the on the last film. I thought that's what they because, were going to do. Because let's face it, like Mandy, Color Out of Space, like some of those other indie indie horror films, they did amazing on release. Yeah, as far as did as far as video on demand releases go, mm-hmm. and the fact that they came out day one with all the special features and whatnot. Like, if they did that with Halloween Kills, I would pay easily thirty dollars day one. I don't care. Yeah, well, they yeah. they did, I think, really well um, by putting The Invisible Man and The Hunt on VOD so early. Um, I mean, The Invisible Man was in theaters for a brief time before I was all say, this. I think it was only like two weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, bef- before all this happened, and then, uh, but they put it on VOD really quickly. And The Hunt, uh, I, I think that ended up. Did that play theaters, or did that go straight to VOD? I don't remember. I think that was most straight to VOD. Yeah, um, but they did well with those too. I think. Uh, some filmmakers um, are really particular about having their movies play theaters. They want people to have that theater experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, my biggest complaint is with, especially like releases like Mulan, where not only you already had to have a Disney Plus subscription to do it, you don't you don't technically own the movie when you rent it from them. Yeah, right. you actually had to act. You were just renting the theatrical release of them, and it's like. Fuck that. Like with Manny, when it came out, like, what was it like the same week or week of? I had all the special features with that movie on day one. Like, screw that. Like, 
if you're going to embrace this, just do it all out. Yeah. There's no reason to, there's no reason to delay all that stuff. Cause no. And I think the funny content, they already exist. The funny thing about that too, is that Mandy is visually stunning. Um, and I, I actually got a chance to see it in the theater on the big screen and it's incredible the way it looks. I'm, I I'm can't jelly of that. I'm jelly of that, Rob. Like, let's just put it that way. I'm I can't jelly the fact you got to see Rob because he may be on an actual screen. Yeah. Yeah. With the sound of the theater and everything, it was fantastic. Um, I mean, I've seen it on, on my TV too, and, and it's great there, but um, you know, there is something that the, the theater experience adds for certain movies. I can't imagine that there's anything in Halloween kills that I need to see on the big screen. Right. You know, <laughs> like I just don't think the the experience is going to be that much different. I could see maybe the surround sound levels because not everybody has a home theater built yeah. in their house, but the, the fact that the movie is done and we now have to wait another year. We got a teaser kills. trailer for it like more than a year before it was supposed to be out. Mm-hmm. Well, it was supposed to be out now. Yeah. It was supposed to be out for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, and it's we now have to wait another year for it. It's just like, no, we want to wait for those theatrical theatrical ticket sales to go out. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but you're gambling on whether or not whether or not people are going to be able to go out to theaters. Well, at any level that would be successful compared to what used to be. Like, I'm going to pick a movie like that should not have done as well as like the Independence Day sequel. Like that should not have done as well as it did, but it fucking made money on the theaters because it went up against nothing. Right. And it's a, it's a big spectacle movie and those are best seen in theaters. Usually, you know, lots of effects and lots of, you know, explosions and stuff. That stuff is much, it's usually more fun to see those in a, in a theater. Uh, I'm just hoping that Halloween dies is literally already like in the bank that they're already editing it, that that movie's done, that they after after Halloween Kills comes out, that they could just drop Halloween Dies whenever. That would be the best situation possible because... Well, there was talk. I I believe they shot them back to back, and there was talk that they were going to release them both in the same year. Like, that was a rumor that was going around that, you know, this past October we were going to get Halloween kills and Halloween ends in the same month. Mm-hmm. That would be cool if they did that next year. Um, I doubt that they will. Now I do know that Jason Blum has already said that um, Halloween kills will be out next October. Either way. I, they will, I they, believe with the recent teasers and whatnot, they have painted as, next October is being when Halloween kills comes out. So October, 2021 is when that movie should come out. Yeah. What now it's telling me that Halloween dies is is October, 2022. Yeah. Which, which I'm disappointed by because I have to wait that much longer because let's face it. I don't make the best life choices. I don't expect to make it past the next four <laughs> weeks, let alone next years yeah i i was really disappointed by this one halloween kills is probably the movie i was most anticipating for this year um just because i i really thought they did a great job with halloween uh 2018 and so i was really looking forward to seeing how they were going to follow it up 
the fact that the fact that they're making sequels off of it, like how how many twenty eighteen. The only reason that I can give them the fact that they have a sequel is they don't show Michael burning in those final cuts, those final scenes of it. Yeah. It's like how, like that, how long 2018 would have been, that would have been it. That would have been the bookmark of the whole series as far as the official Halloween timeline. Right. Yeah. All, all the other Michael Myers movies could have been all certain timelines, but as far as the official timeline, that was it. Like, he comes after her after he breaks out from the asylum. He fucks up. That's it. She's ready for him. Yeah. The movie's now, over. Have you guys watched through the end of the credits on Halloween 2018? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, because you can you hear it, like the... the breathing at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there was talk when they made 2018 that they had uh, two more sequels or ideas for two more sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that I know that they had the idea for at least two more sequels, but the the 2018 movie would have basically been if they just decided to say fuck it, this is the last one, this is the definitive. That would have been fine. Yeah, it would have been the, a, it would have been perfect. I, I, it I mean, been a, a perfect honestly, ending. I mean, honestly, they said that like tw- like Halloween one was the only canon movie fine but you could easily fold in halloween 2 to being the same movie yeah because it doesn't it didn't it didn't change much as far as the timeline goes it was really halloween 4 and beyond that changed the michael myers timeline of what michael is mm-hmm. yeah and halloween I mean, 3 fits right in there too well can you stop with that movie please <laughs> for the love of god please are you not enjoying the tom atkins photos ghost no i'm just <laughs> i haven't I seen mean, halloween 3 was fine as long as you wanted to call it anything other than halloween it's kind of like how maybe a lot of people would if you re, if you redesigned how uh friday the 13th part 5 to be yeah. a different film people would have loved halloween 5 a lot uh, friday the 13th part 5 a lot better I wouldn't mm-hmm. have. I don't like that one at all. I have real issues with that movie. No, I don't uh, beyond the fact that it's not Jason, I have issues with it. Like I'm saying, if it was not associated with Friday right. the Thirteenth at all, yeah. But I not, well, because as far as the series goes, Friday the Thirteenth Five actually has some of the best kills in the series. Um, like I, even like even the opening kill where the guy where the uh, anger management guy kills the. Uh, not Shelly person. Yeah. In the opening moments of the movie. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, the guy who's cutting wood the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he kills him because he's got chocolate everywhere. It's just like fuck yeah. that. Like, like as far as how as far as Friday Thirty Part Five goes, it actually has some decent kills as far as a horror movie goes. The problem is, it's trying to shoehorn it into a part five of a series that is based around the Voorhees family, and it's not about the Voorhees family. Yeah, I mean, that that's one problem with it. My biggest problem with it, though, are just the random-ass characters. Like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's just, like, two 50s greasers. Like, why why, why are they there? What are they doing? <laughs> you know? And then there's, uh, like, some... Isn't there, like, some weird engaged couple or something? Or is that sick? That's not a remembering of, but unless you're talking about the... Uh the African-American couple that 
where he, the guy got killed inside of the porta potty. Oh, no, 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 no. They're, they're fine because that's Reggie's brother. So they fit into the movie. But yeah, with like the 250s greasers that they just drop. And I also, I don't find the mother and son, the like hillbilly inbred mother and son to be funny like everybody else does. I just find it really Oh, you're, talk, you're talking about you're talking about the hillbilly family that was outside yeah. of the, uh, the camp. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember their names. That's weird. But, they yeah. were they were literally built up just to basically be kill fodder. That's what they were built as. Yeah, I didn't I did not like that at all. But as far as having cool kills, you're right. Like uh, when that when the son gets his head lopped off when he's driving around, throwing a temper tantrum in a circle. That's pretty funny and and pretty awesome. Uh, and, I mean, uh, as far as as far I mean to go on to what we talked about as far as the uh, the rating system goes, like. Friday's Thirteenth Part Five actually had some of the better kills of the series. I mean, they cut away from a whole lot less of it, and they were more explicit with it. I mean, even if some of them were more toned down, like of Jason punching through the window and dragging the mother's face into her pot of stew. Yeah, I mean, it was still a lot better than a lot of the stuff that they ended up cutting away as far as like the rating system goes because well if you do if you show this we have to make it the next rating right yeah well yeah and and the director uh, had a background in porn and apparently there was a lot a lot more nudity and sex that had to be cut out um which may have worked in his favor a little bit you know like they may have been more focused on having him cut that stuff out than on the actual kills. I mean, I'm just saying, when you watch Friday the 13th Part 1 through Part, what are we up to? 13, 16, we're up to whatever been, at this point? There's been 12 of them. Really? It's been 12? Yeah. I mean, at this point, like, as far as violence and nudity goes, like, Friday the 13th, despite its reputation, never had all that grandiose presentation of sex and violence it was it sure it had a little bit of in some in some certain films mm-hmm. but they never were like flashing the tits and the beaver out constantly yeah i mean there's a little bit usually in each film except six six i believe is the only one with absolutely no nudity um but uh it's not i don't i have never thought found it to be gratuitous either i mean it is gratuitous but not you know too much of it uh, i not- mean it's I mean, let's face it, like, in the modern-day era, like, if you're fucking, like, let's face it, like, either tits or the pubes are out. Like, there's not any cross in between. No. Um, all right, well, this was supposed to be a short explanation as to why we're getting, putting out half an episode. You guys just went off the rails. And yeah. I just let it happen. Yeah, what are you doing, Ghost? You're supposed to keep this show on track. No, I'm not. <laughs> Ghost, I warned you I was drunk already before we started this. Why are you well, I didn't know you were drunk already. You said you were going to be up and drinking. I was drunk when you I... told me that Rob the Cuck fucking told us that he lost half the episode. I didn't lose half the episode. Zoom lost half the episode. It is you okay, lost. The Zoom goblin lost half the episode. <laughs> All right, Clearly, guys. we can't use Zoom anymore. I, I don't know. All right. We will, um, I guess, uh, end this here and now present to you the episode.
also Don't Breathe 2 wrapped filming. Okay. And I'm very excited to see it because I loved the first. Yeah, I really liked Don't Breathe also. Um, was that the one with the guy that was from Avatar? Dude, I don't know who's... He's blind. The, the, yeah, the blind guy with the the house intruders? Yes. yes. I haven't seen that one, but it's my backlog is way too deep. It is so good. I actually saw it in the theater when I was away at school um, with my roommate. We went and saw it, and I was actually scared a little bit. It was pretty terrifying. That man, like, whoo, he just yeah. is like, pow, pow. Yeah, not I don't know how guy. he does it. Um. No. Yeah, yeah, I'd recommend checking it out, Chris. I think you'll like it. it it's really good. Um, I don't know how they're gonna. Uh, I how do you do a sequel to it though? Do you uh, a new group of intruders or? Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, I, I don't know. This is came from uh the director who is i think Stephen lang was the director said and don't breathe too the blind man has been hiding out for years in an isolated cabin and has taken in and raised a young girl orphan from a house fire okay yeah so i'm not, i'm not sure um it says their quiet existence is shattered when a group of kidnappers show up and take the girl forcing the blind man to leave his safe haven to save her hmm that's so now it's don't breathe too taken edition Right, right. <laughs> Will definitely be uh, more interesting than any of the Taken sequels. That's for I, sure. Yeah, I didn't see any of the Taken sequels. I, I don't know who you are, but I'll find you and I'll hear <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'll check it out. I, I liked Don't Breathe Enough that uh, it warrants a, a sequel watch. Yeah, I'll definitely watch that when it comes out. Um, have either of you heard of the video game Blood Rain? Yes. Okay. Thank God, Chris. Thank you. I was going to say, you so, know I haven't heard of that game. <laughs> yeah. So they apparently remastered both of them, and they're available on Steam. And no one told me anything about this. I fucking loved this game. And anytime I brought it up to people, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, the reason why nobody brings it up is because when you talk about Blood Rain, it brings back bad memories of movie bowl. Of what? Movie Bowl, the guy who made the Blood Rain movies. Oh, well, I don't remember the movies. Don't watch them. I wasn't planning on it because I didn't even know they were a thing. But I was so excited when I saw this because I remember playing Blood Rain and being like this cool, sexy-ass vampire just fucking swinging blades around. It's a good it was game. Kind of, it was kind of birthed from that era where... You weren't quite into Devil May Cry level, but it's still like Legacy of Cain and whatnot were mm-hmm. the big, the big event, like supernatural adventure games. Right. Not to mention you're killing Nazis, so that's always a plus. Nazi vampires. Yes. Yes. So I was very excited when I read that news. Um, so I will probably be buying that game and playing it. Because um, it's I only played them, but I, Yeah, I never played them, but if I see them like on the Xbox for cheap, I might pick it up or if they go on game pass yeah so i'm really excited about those and then the last thing i have is scott cawthon who did five nights at freddy's um just said the filming for the movie will start in spring oh cool God, they've been talking about that movie forever I'm, i know part of me is worried it's going to be like max Payne, where it was in development hell for years 
And then when it finally comes out, it's not that good. Yeah, no, that's like like that Uncharted well, movie they've been talking about. There's no way that's going to be any good. I don't know. It's Tom Holland, so I'll probably watch it anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, they have been talking about it for a while, and they're going to get beat to release by that new Nick Cage movie that's coming out early next year. Yeah, but it's going to have the brand recognition of Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, so yeah. That's gonna that's gonna give it a little bit of a so, leg up. Although the Nick Cage also, one, I do want to see. Yeah, but it's but it's Blum- not going to have Nick Cage. So yeah, Blumhouse is going to be behind this one too. So I would feel it would be a disservice if they don't contact like Markiplier to do a cameo at some point. I would be so happy if they did because like that game launched his career. Who? Uh, it's Mark a YouTuber who, oh. he's, it's a YouTuber where for like the first like three games, he was one of the first, like first people to actually beat the game in full and go through like every little bit of it. So mm-hmm. he was one of those ones that was really putting it out there and promoting it. And then of course, mm-hmm. everybody else started streaming five nights at Freddy's because they saw how big his videos were blowing up. Yeah. Uh, he's a self-proclaimed king of five nights at Freddy's. All right. Gotcha. Yep, so excited for that to finally start filming, and um, I hope I, I would imagine it could be pretty terrible. That game is fucking scary to watch. I, I have the game. I tried playing it, and I was terrified because I don't like jump scares, and the game is all jump scares. So I imagine I would, the movie is going to be full of them, too. I would be surprised how they're going to do this film, because part of me wants them to just do it as just a straight horror film, and not shy away from the violence and the dark nature of its story. But right. the other part of me is like, no, it's going to be a PG-13 movie because they want to get also the kids in the theater. I hope not. I hope not, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't play the games. I don't know much about it. I've I, My son played them. I've, I've watched him play before, but they I got nothing so for interested. you on Five Nights at Freddy's. I, I know they've been talking about the movie forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I mean, the too, the too long didn't read of it is a haunted Chuck E. Cheese is uh, being sta- is being staffed by a security guard who's facing the the angry ghosts of children that were murdered by a serial killer in that pizza parlor. No, yeah, there's there's yeah. a lot of lore behind it. You know what you do if that's your if that's the problem, you quit that job. They're not paying you enough. <laughs> As a security guard, you're not making that kind of money to be messing All around. All the security with- guards oh. in the games only last one week. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I wouldn't make it that far. I mean, they don't get paid very much either. It's not worth it. The pay yeah. does not. Uh... That or, that or after night one, <laughs> you see the spooky shit you survive the night. Like I really need this paycheck. You show up the next night with a shotgun. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Break all of them. He comes running up to the door, and you just put the barrel to his chest, like back on stage, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, and that's all I have for news. All right, well, okay, uh, I came prepared. You did. You, you. I just did not see much news this week. I, I was looking too, believe it or not. Um, I'm not. I'm not following the right feeds. The only one real news I saw was the Robert England story. Yeah. Um. All right, so Chris, uh, we had you on because you had a topic that you wanted to talk about, and I don't know how to sum it up. So why don't you um you tell us what we're going to be talking about this time around? So. I don't know how old you are, Rob, but oh, I'm, old. I'm a child of the 80s. I grew up with Friday the 13th Nightmare and all that. So I've seen how horror films have been presented and treated from the 80s and 90s on. Mm-hmm. And 
looking back through all the films and how they were treated and whatnot, part of me questions why the films in the 80s were rated the way they were, why there was such a disparity of Friday the 13th got the, the, the nickname of being one of the most violent films in cinema history, but you look at those films and then you look at some of the films that come out like mid-90s onto the 2000s and the gore blows everything that was ever in Friday the 13th. Yeah. So it's discussion about why films in the 80s had so much trouble filming theirs and then also going into the 90s and how the ratings board changes where this is not acceptable, but now it's acceptable here. And then going on, because it, it feels a lot like violence was totally toned down in the 80s as far as these films go. There were some outliers, but, you know, full frontal nudity was perfectly okay in, in all sequences. And then as time goes on, you get closer to scream. Disemboweling people and whatnot is fine, but keep those shirts on. Yeah. Well, it, it, yeah. Okay. It's interesting when you look at the history of like the Friday, the 13th movies, especially, like you said, it had such a reputation that they would have to send different cuts to the MPAA for rating. Like some of them had to send back, you know, 13, 14 different cuts before they could finally get an R rating. Um, that's exactly. why, that's why there's so much missing footage, you know, <laughs> that people always I want think- to see restored. And with that, with Friday the 13th, one of its most infamous kills, the sleeping bag kill. Yeah. You know, they had Kane Hodder swinging the sleeping bag with like a 40-pound mannequin in it. And by the end of it, he just got so frustrated that he just started swinging as hard as he could at the tree and then threw the bag away. But the NPA took away all the swings except for that final one where he tosses the bag away because like, no, no, that's too much. That's too much. Yeah. Yeah, we, don't, we, we get to see the, uh, the kill again in, in Jason X. Uh, with a good, what, I think two or three whacks against the tree. Yeah, I mean, at least it eventually got to be done in a way that, you know, at least they can show it in the way they wanted to. But yeah, that's the, just one of those examples of like in the 80s, like it's in a sleeping bag. At the most, you have fake blood coming out of fabric. What is right so horrifying that movie audiences can't watch this? Right. Well, I think the MPAA has a weird history overall. Um, and I, there's not um, there's not a whole lot of real hard and fast rules with them when it comes to rating movies. So a lot of times it depends on who's in charge. Like when The Exorcist came out, um, the guy that was in charge of the MPAA um, did not give it um, an X rating, which X rating, if you don't know, um, back in the seventies, um, th- right? that didn't exist NC-17. back then. Yeah. Right. So yeah, the X rating is what we would now call NC 17. Um, they changed it from X to NC 17 because porn movies started, you know, calling themselves X rated and then double X rated and triple X, you know, and those movies aren't rated <laughs> at all. That was just right. a marketing thing. Um, but it got confusing. So they basically changed it. But back in the seventies, um, if you were going to release a movie, it was NC-17 now it would have gotten the X rating. Um, famously, Midnight Cowboy has is the only, I believe, the only X-rated film to ever win the Oscar for Best Picture. Um, and, but when, it, uh, when The Exorcist came out, it, it, should have, it probably should have gotten an X rating um, based on how they rated things. But the guy who was in charge of the MPAA, and I don't know his name, 
essentially said, I'm going to give you an R because I think this film's important. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once he stepped down as the head of the MPAA and a new guy came in, this guy was enraged that the exorcist got an R rating. He, he just, he couldn't figure out why. So it, a lot of it depends on who's in charge um, and sort of what they're going to focus on. And I think you'll see, a, like Chris said, you, you do sort of see a focus from, you know, um, sometimes it seems like in different periods of time, they emphasize sex more and other times it's violence and gore mm-hmm. um, that, that needs to go out of movies um, throughout. And the other thing about the rating system to keep in mind is PG-13 didn't exist until the late 80s. Um, you were either G or R, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they essentially created PG-13 for Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, because there's some pretty, if you think about that movie, there's some pretty horrifying imagery in that movie. Um, yeah, some it, dark stuff in that one. Yeah, yeah I mean, mm-hmm. but it really they, is a movie. They pushed, they pushed the level a little on, on that one, at least. Yeah, and, but it is a movie that's sort of targeted um, towards, uh, you know, a teen demographic. So if they slap it with an R, they were going to kill the movie. That's the same with Gremlins at that time. Yeah. Because Gremlins was either R or, <coughs> or G. Like, yeah. what, what's, and it's clearly, no offense, but that's not a, a G-rated movie. Right, yeah. So they they came up with the PG-13 rating um, at that time, uh, which is probably good. There needs to be something between G and R. Right. (laughs) A a middle ground, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, There there needs to be the sliding scale. I mean, there needs to be the, this should be safe for everybody. This has some questionable things. This is not meant for kids. And then this is really not meant for kids. But it should also be a lot of what, parents decide for it but much like with video game ratings you know parents don't care they just see an animated film and they think oh this is good for everybody mm-hmm. and then your kids end up seeing something they're not ready kids end for up watching anymore. sausage party yeah <laughs> I'm, th- I'm thinking i'm thinking more there's a whole generation of kids from my era they grew up watching transformers transformers the movie comes out everybody's like oh it's it's transformers that's totally kid-friendly and then they ha- then they have to explain to their kids why Optimus Prime is dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, so yeah, and oh, it's also worth noting um, that we're talking about ratings basically here in the states. Uh, different countries handle them, you know, differently. Very differently. Yeah. So. Um, well, but, yeah, in Europe, you know, nudity and whatnot is just treated as like another thing, but violence is definitely. Yeah. looked upon much more sternly. Yeah. Um, but I do, I feel like, you know, a lot of the stuff that got cut in the 80s and now is allowed to be shown on screen today, a lot of it is because it was so new then. You know, like like Friday the 13th, the original, if we watch it now, it actually seems it's a pretty tame film by today's standards. Yeah. But at the time that it came up, they had turned the volume all the way up to 10, you know? Um, as far as gore and effects and stuff went like, you know, it, this is coming on the heels of Halloween, which is essentially a bloodless movie. Um, and you know, now you've got Kevin Bacon with blood squirting out of his neck and, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff. So I, I think it's also important to look at the time that these movies came out and you know, what, what was being done in, in other films at, at the time. Um, 
to to sort of get where the MPAA was coming from on some of these. Not that I ever really side with the MPAA. They've ruined a lot of great horror movies over the years. Ruined a lot of films in general. Yeah. 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 That's true. I mean, that's why we have the director's cut and the unrated cut these days. Right. Yeah. And most people would prefer to be able to just go to the theater and see the director's cut or an unrated cut. I mean, back on the that uh the slash reader anniversary episode i mentioned one of my favorite films is event horizon mm-hmm. that's a great it movie ca- it came out in a time period near the end of the vhs era but before D- the dvd era mm-hmm. and that film had so many cuts and reshoots on it that the original you know ws anderson version of the film is there's like 15 to 20 minutes from the film just missing from what he wanted to present. But because it was all stored on celluloid and they weren't big, they weren't, you know, the behind the scenes and the special features and all that weren't a thing. I'm pretty sure that there's no film out there that still has the original shots on it, that they could go and make the uncut version of Event Horizon. And from what was described of it, it is just so much of the film that would have made it much darker, scarier, that they would have shown what the other side of the portal looked like. Yeah. And it's disappointing that because of the an arbitrary rating system that it has is constantly moving goalposts, all this film is now lost to time. Yeah, I mean, and and that's happened to a lot of stuff. I mean, I've got the um, the new Scream Factory Friday the 13th box set. And mm-hmm. one of the things that people were most excited about was the extended footage from part two, the extended kills and everything mm-hmm. um, that are on there. And like, but when you go watch it first, they're not inserted into the movie. Um, so they're, they're just on the special features and you go watch them and it's, uh-huh. real, it, it's real grainy and it looks bad. And it's just because what they were able to find has, you know, deteriorated so much that it wasn't, they couldn't, restore it to a level that was worth inserting it back into the film and its original, um, its intended place. Uh, and that's a shame. I mean, it's nice that we have that footage at least and you can see it, but you know, it's a shame that, that it's in such a state that it can't really be reinserted into the film. Yeah. I mean, that's another example. I mean, at least they were able to salvage some of that. Yeah. That, I don't know if they were transferring it to other reels or stuff in like the new line archives or whatever, but there's just films like that, that because of the movie, the rating system meddling that they just have to cut out whole things from what their vision of the film was. And it's disappointing as a fan when you are really into a series and then you find out that there's all this stuff that was made for it. And it sounds really awesome but you're never going to get to see it because it's been lost to time because it was from the, it was from the eras before digital was a thing. Yeah. yeah. And that, I mean, that seems to be the case with uh, Friday part five that apparently there was a ton of uh, stuff hacked out of that one. Um, and, you know, nobody has any idea where any of it is. And it's probably all just, you know, lost to time at this point. Probably just rot and celluloid in some, some movie producers fault. Yeah, just Probably. gone. I mean, not that Five's a great movie or anything that I need to see restored, but it'd be nice. Maybe it makes it better. Hell, I don't know. 
I mean, five had some of the better kills. I mean, if they were restored, I mean, maybe it would have at least made some of this, some of the the death scenes more impactful or more memorable even. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, that is a possibility. Um, I'm trying to think of like other movies that I know that have, you know, sort of notoriously been hacked due to MPAA ratings. I mean, basically it seems like if you, you know, every horror movie movie in history, but there, there are some that you hear stories about that were just, you know, completely butchered by, by the ratings board in order to get their R rating. Um, and it is good. Like you said, at least nowadays we can get that director's cut when it, when it's released on home video. Yeah, but I mean, you just look at like the shift. Like if you look at like the eighties to the two thousands, you know, sex is fine, but not, but don't, but don't be too gross. And then you got to like saw hostile and all that. It's like, go as nuts as you want with the gore. Just, just no titties, please. They're, yeah. they're disgusting. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, there does seem to be a, a definite um, shift there for whatever reason. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, you know, it's weird. Like for me, like, I always say, like, you know, I grew up in, like, the Scream era, you know, even though I was, you know, an infant, basically, when they came out. But, like, watching that... You're such a, a child. More, I am. An, <laughs> I wish I was a child. I'm not. Um, has a lot more gore in it, but no nudity at yeah. all. And it's rated R versus, like, um, Friday the 13th, which has maybe not nearly as much gore, but a ton of nudity. There are tits out all the time in that movie. I swear to God. Well, so like, I think it's like a, a balancing act of what is okay at the time. Well, even back in the 80s, the ratings board decision was not even handed because look at Return of the Living Dead. That movie had tons of violence and disturbing imagery, but then it also had a punk chick dancing naked in a graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good movie. I haven't seen that one in a while. I should rewatch that. Oh, that's, that's again, another one of my, my top three, maybe top five, top three, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, that is a good movie. Um, yeah, it's, uh, the MPAA is a, a really confusing thing. There's a, a whole documentary about it. I don't know if you guys have seen it or not called uh, This Movie's Not Yet Rated. Nope. I have not. Um, and this, there's a guy who's basically trying to hunt down people who are on um, the, the MPAA uh, board or whatever. Uh, because essentially, they're, it's like a, a secret. Nobody even really knows who these people are. Um, and it's a it's a fun watch and uh, an interesting sort of enlightening movie about how the board operates. Um, and yeah, a lot of times it does seem to almost just be arbitrary as to what gets slapped with a, an R rating and what gets a PG-13, which really seems to be the fight these days um, more than anything else. I mean, I you know, it seems very rare that we get a horror movie that's hit with the NC-17 um you, you don't really hear that much anymore about no. them fighting oh, to get that i mean the last the closest, the closest the, thing i can even think to it is an early family gag gift where they're making fun of jewelry store commercials and the guy the silhouette gives the wife the diamond ring and then she starts slowly going down like she's going to give him head and it just cuts to it she basically have to they actually had to fight per pixel to see how low they can get her to go before they had to cut away <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, the um the last movie that I remember really running into problems with that was Victor Crowley got hit with the NC seventeen. Um, the last the last hatchet film? Yeah. Um I believe it, maybe it was Hatchet 3, but I think, I thought it was Victor Crowley. Anyway, I can't, one of the Hatchet films uh, was given an NC-17 by uh, the ratings board. And it was um, a big thing. And then they, they were able to find a chain of theaters that would show it anyway. Because that's really what it all boils down to. Most movie theaters aren't going to show your movie if it's given an NC-17 rating. Mm-hmm. It's a kiss of death, kind of like a... If a video game got the adults only rating, there no none of the consoles would ever allow it to be on their system. Yeah. 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 I mean that's you know, that's really what it basically boils down to. And then of course if you get an R rating, um, theaters will show it, but then you limit your audience. So a lot of movies now seem to be targeting well, not a lot of movies, but there are a certain segment of movies that really seem to be targeting that PG thirteen. And that's where they, they run into problems now with the ratings board, it seems. Trying to get down from an R to a PG-13 so they can open it up to the teen audience at theaters. And, um, you know... I, I feel that I feel with that, you kind of... When you're going for like that, if you're taking that into concept, I think it actually hurts your film. I mean, that's how you kind of get films like The Five by Man and whatever that that Hangman movie mm-hmm. was that came out a couple years ago. The Crooked Man? No, not Crooked mm-hmm. Man. Uh, oh, Never it was mind. the one about like the theater kid who died and his ghost is haunting the the gallows. The gallows, that's it. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't see all that. I fell asleep during it and everyone went back to watch it. It it wasn't that great. Yeah, that's what I heard. But, but I feel if you're targeting for that PG thirteen to be the most marketable you can be, mm-hmm. you're watering down your own film. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that yeah, that's a that's true. That, I mean that's a good point. Um but that's that. Those are the sort of battles that we hear about now, quote unquote yeah. battles that we hear about now. Um, but yeah, throughout uh, the history of the genre, you know, like I said, going back certainly into the '80s and and maybe as far back as you know the '70s, we really had um, horror movies that were struggling just to get an R rating. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, wasn't you know. Halloween rated R? Yes, and. I mean, you could almost rate that PG-13 by today's standards, I would think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, yeah, I, I think you could. Um, there's, like I said, it's a virtually bloodless movie. Um, you know, there's, there's a couple of uh, a, a couple of girls topless in it, but that's that's it. Yeah, there's a lot of movies that I watched um, as a teen and older that were from the 70s and 80s and I, I remember watching them and being like how the fuck is this rated r i don't understand it doesn't oh, yeah make by sense. today's standards by today, you go back I'd you look like this is like pg-13 at yeah, least by, by today's standards you go back you look at like the omen texas chainsaw and whatnot like they're not as violent and disgusting as people made them out to be they got no. the, this huge scary rep but then you go back and you watch like i just watched the remake and they did like 14 times more Right, and I specifically remember watching The Exorcist, and my dad was like, that movie scared the shit out of me when I was younger, like, it was so scary, and I watched it, and I was like, I don't, why is this rated R? I don't, I don't understand, like, it's not that scary, like, now, like, I have an appreciation for the movie, 
but like the first time I watched it, I was like, what? This is, I don't understand. How could this have scared you? Yeah, I mean, it's only the scariest movie ever made, but that's okay. But that's not according to a recent study. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to guess why it got rated R, it would have to be the crucifix scene. Yeah. Uh, um, I would have and, guessed it was from her screaming, your mother sucks cocks in hell. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's the language. I think also the shock of, um, not only the language that's thrown around, but also the fact that it's coming from a, a little girl. Right. Um, and I think, you know, again, you're talking about something that audiences had never seen before. Right. Um, so, yeah, that to me, uh, um, when you put it in the context of the time, it makes perfect sense to me that they gave that an R at the time. Um, right. But, but the first time I watched it, I was like, this makes no sense. Like, right, but watching it now, yeah, it's right. it's not that shocking. It moves kind of slow, actually. Right, having a better understanding of how movies were made back then and how this was, like, cutting edge, like, shit that had never been seen before versus, of course, I've seen uh, a possessed little girl before in, like, 100 movies at this point. Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's definitely, I was like, what? That doesn't make sense now. It makes so much sense yeah i didn't get a chance to dive into that documentary yet ghost oh i'm so disappointed in you i told you i wanted a play-by-play i'm gonna watch it soon because it looks really good yeah which documentary there's a documentary on shutter i believe it's i think it's called leap of faith but it's um they sit down with william friedkin and they talk about the making of the exorcist Mm -hmm. and sort of the film's impact and everything i guess I haven't seen that one, but they did have an episode on The Exorcist under their Cursed Films. Oh, yeah, I saw that, too. Yeah. that they did? Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't like that series very much. It Uh-oh. felt too short, and it, they just kind of bounced from topic to topic a little bit fast. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. Like, And I didn't feel like I learned anything from it. Like, I thought maybe they were going to, you know, I was going to glean something from it. But, you know, I knew most of those stories already. <laughs> it was kind of yeah. like a. It was kind of like one of those BuzzFeed like ten things you did not know about Friday the Thirteenth. Right. Yeah. And and I I feel like um it had it been made by Netflix or some other outlet that wasn't just for horror fans it would have made a lot more sense to me because I think we all well, know that you know a guy died on the set of the Twilight Zone we don't need to be told by the you know mm-hmm. um it didn't I mean they have they have some other really good documentaries on there also oh yeah and uh never sleep again but yeah those are great that that, that um, tv series if they just deep dived on it i felt it would have been a lot better yeah yeah that was the problem i mean even the documentary that they did um that horror noir was really good um but that one i yeah the uh cursed films it just felt to me like a series that didn't really belong on a um a uh, platform that's meant for you know horror fans it just seemed out of place um it didn't, like you said, it didn't, it didn't go deep enough, but I am looking forward to the, uh, to the exorcist thing. I just haven't, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch. It. I had to watch Santa Jaws. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I can't. Yeah. Uh, it's really good ghost. You should, you should check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'll put that right on the top of my list. How about that? You never watch any of the stuff I ask you to watch anyway. Have you watched The Shape of Water yet? No. I fr- I'm not watching that movie. It's did, a splash remake. I'm not watching it. Did you watch Zodiac yet? No. No. Oh, Which Zodiac is so good. Right? It's awesome. Okay, you need to physically write me a list <laughs> and send it to me because otherwise I will forget my memory is shit. 
it's about a subject that you already love and you're interested in too. That's the part I, I don't get. It's an awesome <laughs> film. Yeah. I mean, it's basically worst, based off all the verifiable case facts of the Zodiac thing. And it's just the, it's, I mean, I love true crime stuff. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts on it. Zodiac's just the one subject that like you're blue balled because there's no conclusion to the story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a fascinating story, a fascinating movie. And David Fincher's so good too. Um, I was actually just looking to see what Zodiac was rated. R probably. No, it's probably PG. I can't find it. It should be PG thirteen. The two thousand. Yeah, there was nothing crazy about it. Two thousand seven R rated R. Yeah, interesting. I wonder why that is. Because there's nothing. That's not. I mean, there's nothing over the top gory in that movie. I'm looking at the MPA explanation: some Uh strong killings, language, drug material, and brief sexual images. Yeah, drugs are a big thing too for them. For That's interesting, reason. isn't it? Uh, which is weird because I don't remember drugs in Zodiac. I think there were some people smoking joints. But oh, yeah, they're prob- probably. And yeah. that was probably what set them over and were like, no, yeah. you can't have this. No PG 13 for you. Yeah. The, thing is, the thing is, the thing is, the whole subject here is, or the whole, like, to round it, bring it all around it with this is. If they just actually had standard ratings that you could actually go and look at and see, like if you hit these benchmarks or score, you know, each right. each category is a point or something, and if you get a point, too many points, it puts you into this category. Right, like that oh, would this be one many thing. kills or deaths but, or this much blood or this much nudity, but like but, on like ranked system is what you're saying. Yeah, but as like Rob mentioned, like as time goes on, depending on who's in charge, it seems to be an arbitrary position and if you get somebody who's just clutching their pearls you know everything is rated rx yeah i was just reading something when i was looking into this too that was talking about how um there's this movie that came out called um gfb it's not a horror film but this just has to go with like their ratings um it was had no violence in it no sex nothing anything crazy like that and they wanted to give it an nc 17 rating because there was homosexual kissing in it oh yeah i imagine i I imagine that that has gotten a number of movies uh over the years um absolutely crushed by the ratings board um Mm -hmm. yeah it is i i think you're right i think that some sort of standard needs to be set and maybe that's a standard you know societal standards and will change over time as well like we said you know the exorcist uh, freaked people out i mean people would pass out and everything in the 70s when they saw that movie mm-hmm. now you know it's really not all that shocking um although i i would argue it's still very effective uh <laughs> So maybe that's you have to revisit those guidelines every so many years or whatever. But yeah, I think having a, a set Agreed. of guidelines so that people know uh, what's going on because it is, I mean, I know they give those little explanations. Like you said, uh, you just read the one for Zodiac, Chris. Um, we get those sort of uh, explanations and everything, but it still is mostly a, a pretty secretive process and kind of mm-hmm. um, seems almost at random. Uh, sometimes what movies get uh, an R and what gets a PG-13 and you know um, there are 
cases, uh, I can't think of them off the top of my head now, but I've heard of cases in the past where, you know, a, a, if a certain studio was behind a movie and that mm-hmm. studio had a good relationship with the people in, on the ratings board, then guess what? It got the favorable rating, you know, whereas another right. movie that wasn't as, as bad got, uh, got slapped with a less favorable rating. Uh, you know, that sort of politicking comes into it as well. So, yeah, it would be good if we had some sort of a hard and fast standard that we could look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the the craziest thing for me is with the amount of people that blame, like, oh, I'm, I did this, I'm violent because I watched this movie, or I did this because of this game. It surprises me that they haven't changed um, where violence... Uh, like what level of violence they use for the rating because like like we've said and we've talked about PG-13 has so much violence in it compared to the 80s. Yeah. Uh no, that's that is true. I I will, you know, go on record as saying everything was fine until you kids started listening to your hip hop. I don't really listen to hip hop, so you can't really blame me for that. <laughs> then it became Sorry. a problem. <laughs> These damn kids that rock and roll. Yeah. You know, it's the devil's music. All right. Um, I think we've pretty much uh, hit it. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know if there's much else to add. Um, Chris, where can people find you online if they would like to do so, sir? At I R Chris on Twitter. Um, I just post randomly with whatever catches my eye. Right, and you also uh, write articles for SlasherRadio.com. That is correct. Yeah, so you can uh, you can find Chris's writing there. See uh, see if you can spot the devil's taint in his articles. <laughs> I'm hiding them <laughs> well. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Radio Rob One Two Three. Uh, you can also listen to Slasher Radio, where I am uh, a co-host. There, you can find that wherever you're listening to this horror life. And Ghost, you are on Twitter at. I'm going to let you say it today. You what? I'm going to let you say it today. Oh, I get to say it. Yeah. Oh, thanks. It is ghost with a zero underscore J. That is correct. And of course you can always uh, follow the show on Twitter as well. We are at this horror life. Shoot us an email, uh, comments, complaints, whatever, address those to ghosts um, at uh, this horror life at gmail.com. Definitely do that. Don't forget to call Rob a cuck and you get a dollar. Yeah. Cuck for yeah, buck. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, thanks for joining us, Chris. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Not a problem. And uh, we'll do this again soon. Are you going to say it, Ghost? Oh, oh well, you. Uh, it's been a pleasure. There you go. Jeez. Okay. Well, you didn't set me up for it correctly, so. Did I not? No, you didn't. <laughs>